The flyover state sports show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. Is this on? How we doing this? We just doing a full interview. We doing anything pre post? We can just do a full interview. There's not really much sports to talk about. You didn't Where look at the college football Twitter over the last three days. Then what happened in college football? Oh my God, Beans, you are so out of the loop. I couldn't tell you what happened in college. Then football. I'll just fucking tell you. Like what? during the show, we'll start okay. it. Ah. All God, right, so you we'll, really missed that big fucking nuke that got dropped four hours ago. Oh, there we go. Nope. Uh, well, I don't. I really can't look at my phone during work. It's to the point now where it's just like, yeah. Sounds like you need a new job, brother. This brother. is the new. This this is the new job. <laughs> Ooh. There right, we so, go. So we want to structure it as we'll let you talk about your thingy. Sam, and then we'll we'll just jump into the interview. Yeah, no, okay. we'll just have some breaking news or something. Everyone, okay. because Brett, yeah, there chime in, chime in whenever the fuck you want. Like, if if you think Sam's a fucking idiot, just say Sam. That's a fucking. This is idiot. all from Brett McMurphy. So like, this is not me being an idiot. This is oh, like is legitimate. This is this is Big Twelve shit. Are you putting on your salmon on hat? How can I put on a salmon on hat when it's from Brett McMurphy? I don't know. There's some more stuff you can add to it. Make some shit up. Look at that. I don't don't need to make any shit up. (laughs) Fucking Brett McMurphy, brother. Really? Let me find the... uh, There's the Bob Huggins stuff. That's not... uh, We can talk about Nebraska football. Yeah, I don't give a shit about Nebraska football. It's not worth it. No, thank you. <laughs> Not what am I gonna talk? What am I gonna say? Wait for Matt Rule to get into year two and they'll be good. That's what happens every time. Five. <laughs> Matt Rule will be good in year two, and then year three and year four they'll be really good, and then he'll leave for an NFL job or a better job or some. Does he whatever. really want to be in the NFL? Yes. No. Yes. Why? Because he's already done it multiple times. I feel like college is just more his forte. It doesn't matter if he doesn't think that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Brett McMurphy never tweeted this, but he said it in an interview. So I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to remember what he said in the interview. We're already backtracking. Look at it, Beans. You got him. I know. No, <laughs> I listened to the interview. I thought just, it was in a tweet. Just say per. Just say per sources. There you go. No, it's per Brett McMurphy. We can't name drop. We don't have the naming rights to name drop people like that. What do you mean we don't have the? You're giving him credit for his report. <laughs> some sickum three sixty five radio. That's how copyright works. <laughs> if anybody, what if like, what do you mean that's how copyright works? 
We could get copyright stricken if we just said it and didn't say who said it. Well, I mean, I'm honestly surprised we haven't been hit with a copyright tag yet because the music I play is definitely... Nobody checks for that. <laughs> no, no one's checking our fucking podcast beans. Not no. a soul. Not a single one. All right, let's let's get going. The the more I you know lead this on with my ability to procrastinate, the worse this headache is gonna get. Uh, all right, let's do it. That's pretty all sick. Right. Uh, nice thank one, you, Brent. Nice. <laughs> Should see what comes all out right. the other end. <laughs> oh, it's uh, what's your last name, Brett? Stint. Stint. Like Stint. a heart. We save lives. <laughs> okay, that worked. <laughs> Wanted to make sure I said it right. Brett Stint. All right, in three, two, Jesus hell, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Flyover State Sports Show. I am your freshly shaven host, Sam Dominic Aloysius Long, and I'm joined by the two usual guests and a Mr. Brett Stint for today's interview. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Thanks for the clap. Maybe I can't. I can't welcome. snap. I can't snap with my left hand. Really? I can only snap right. with my left hand. I can only snap with my right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> what a weirdo beans is. I know. Why is my computer black? I can't see you guys anymore. Um. There's nothing to see here. No. No comment. Um. You're, you're you're right. Your haircut does look good, Sam, and, and Gavin got one, too. Yep. I uh, I can't tell you why my computer went black. It's not like... I can like still see my mouth. Uh, You know, it's probably because I turned my mouse off. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm on Skype, though. Why, why, why does technology technology? I don't know. All right, Brett, before we get to your interview today, we do have some breaking news over the weekend that neither one of these two assholes whose job it is to, you know, come up with prompts for us to talk about her. Beans, this is like major fucking news. Gavin didn't even hear about it. Uh, thanks for letting yeah, me I know. on that one. <laughs> so, her, Brett McMurphy on Sikkim 365 Radio, who are very good at their job, by the way. You should listen to them. Um, Brett McMurphy reported that Washington and Oregon have, quote, been vetted and I don't want to say approved. It wasn't vetted and approved. It was vetted in something else to join the Big Ten. Basically, what's going on is that Washington and Oregon <laughs> basically have approval to join the Big Ten when they want to. It's very likely that this part Brett didn't say, but it's very likely that they'll come in at close to a full share as NBC Universal and CBS are willing to pick up the slack on that to help, you know, make Big Ten after dark with uh, USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon. The problem is, is that Washington, Oregon, per source, this is a different source, not Brett Murphy, don't necessarily want to leave Pac-12 till they absolutely have to, and Big Ten doesn't want to kill the Pac-12 off because then it looks bad optically. So we're kind of just waiting for other schools to, you know, go to the Big 12 first and then Oregon and Washington go. So, yeah. So, that was big news number one. Oh, there's more. 
There is more. This happened four hours ago. I'm less mad at you guys for not seeing this because I didn't see this until right before the show. This was tweeted by Brett McMurphy, so I can actually just, you know, read it verbatim. Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech are the, quote, magnificent seven ACC schools. Sources told Action News Network HQ. These schools, Ross Dellinger reported, have met in the past several months with lawyers examining grant of rights to determine how unbreakable the ACC deal is that runs through 2036. For those who don't know, the ACC is earning less money than the Pac-12 does now, and the Big 12 will when their new TV deal kicks in. And um, they are locked into that contract till 2036 with a near unbreakable grant of rights Ergo, none of those teams can leave, and they can't add anyone. And seven schools have been looking to break the grant of rights in order to go into the Big Ten, SEC, and potentially Big 12 as well for those that are kind of left out in the cold on Big Ten, SEC. So that's a lot of movement, and you look horribly confused, Beans. Luckily, I keep up with this stuff <laughs> so I can answer your question. That's usual. That's usual. <laughs> My lost puppy. I would say at least you're cute, Beans. I appreciate that. Lauren wouldn't, Lauren wouldn't agree with you, but it's all right. <laughs> Damn. He's only married him for the money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think any of this conference realignment stuff is really – I mean, it kind of just feels like we're just moving along a timeline everyone expects except for the Pac-12, who just kind of continues to just avoid reality and hide in their own scared little box on the West Coast. Well, so if you believe that this is coming from a podcast on YouTube called The Monty Show, I listen to them. Every day at work because work is boring as hell. Apparently, they have very high sources inside of TV. They've been nailing pretty much everything. And June 1 is kind of a deadline, drop-dead date for several of those teams, some of which might be ones that might want to move to Big 12. Obviously, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're announcing shit June 1, but, you know, I digress. Um, between uh, everything, um, it would appear the likely destination is several two to four schools in the Big 12, Oregon and Washington to the Big 10, and the ACC fighting legal battles over a $1 mil- like billion dollar grant of rights deal. It just sounds so fucked up. I'm so yeah. lost. This is just so we're no longer having power five. Can we just call it the big three? It's power two, bro. And then if the Pac 12 is Dunzo Gunzo, it's the power two. And then whatever the ACC is and whatever the Big 12 is. And then eventually it'll just be the Big 12 being that like third redheaded. Yeah, you know that meme where it's like the two really hot girls and like the one like not attractive girl like at the uh, swimming pool. Yeah, where they're not attractive girl at the swimming pool, but we're still at the swimming pool. 
that's a that's a good analogy. <laughs> I just all I ever think about when I think about this, because I'm not surprised by any of this news, but it just kind of boggles my mind, A, how fast things have moved, and B, the fact that, like, at any point in the last th- two, three years, like, general consensus would debate that these guys are not professional athletes, or, like, this is, like, not a professional sports league, as in Division One college football. That always still kind of boggles my mind a little bit still to think about. But Well, the reason why things are moving so quickly in the Pac-12 is because their TV deal expires in about right. 12 months, <laughs> which means that uh, all 10 of the remaining teams are free agents in 12 months. That's just... That, that is very scary for uh, multiple teams. Multiple teams. So, uh, Washington State is very obviously the one that is the most scary for. Oregon State does have some attractiveness to it, but they are probably also very fucked. Stanford and Cal at least have high academics. They could probably finagle their way into like the Big Ten. So you know, then you'd have like eighteen. Yeah, you'd have like eighteen teams over there. Like whatever. Would you have to? Would you have to make pods so you would make like? Yeah, football is not a big deal. So the, the, the pod thing isn't a huge deal, Beans. You know, with with football, you know, you just do trips. It's not like a huge deal. Yeah. Probably if it, I would imagine a team doesn't have an away game before they go all the way out to the West Coast. I imagine they have a home game after they go out to the West Coast. So, you know, if you're playing USC, it probably goes home game, USC, home game. Or potentially it could be like home game USC UCLA, so you stay there for a week, and then you know home game again. But for basketball and like baseball, eh? Who the fuck knows what you're doing? <laughs> I don't. Ugh. Ugh. Who knows? That's some ugly. I'd hate to be the scheduling person for all that. That's just ah, you'd have to really. Yeah, that's what I went to college for. So you know. Actually, my professor, she used to make the schedule for the Big Ten for basketball, I think. I don't think she does it anymore, but, you know, that was almost – she almost had the solution to this. I could have rung him up, been like, hey, yo, like, what's up? Like, your wife available to talk? The main thing I remember <laughs> – the main thing I remember is that for a program like that, that can generate so many solutions, you would, like, turn your computer on input everything, run it, and then, like, it would just run for the weekend, and then you get all the results, like, after the weekend or something. <laughs> I do remember one time she ran something. I can't remember what it was for. And they literally went on vacation for, like, 10 days, and it was, like, three-quarters of the way done when they got back. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So it was, like, chat G- it's like chat GPT, but for, like, schedules? I mean, it's just linear programming. Oh, well... I'm I make schedules. Does I make schedules for our rec leagues? Does that make me a linear program? Beans no. is a computer. That's <laughs> what we have determined. I mean, technically you are kind of linear programming if you have optimization and uh I mean really you, all you need to be linear programming, I suppose, is constraints and uh to satisfy your objective function. So I mean technically, yeah, all the teams have to add up to or the addition of all the team's games is have to uh, 
add up to whatever the amount of games you need, and then like they can't go over this many games. Or they Sounds- are they? I mean, it's really it's really building in a an equation isn't like that hard. We're veering way off onto this, and Brett <laughs> is just sitting here thinking, "Wow, listen to these fucking assholes." The fuck that Bean. he went into. Means <laughs> this man is your best man at your wedding. You trust him with all your life. I would trust no one more to introduce this man, this myth, this legend. Our interview today, Brett did. I, I mispronounced that. <laughs> I don't uh, think you did. Didn't you say stint? You said stint, right? No, I, I said it weird. It didn't sound weird, but it was weird. Beans, take me off the hook. I'm tired. Save, I gotta head save us. Please help. Mr. Bartholomew J. Stint. How's it going, brother? Good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, thank you for joining the show. Um, I know I, we tried getting you on last week and it just didn't work out. Uh, your schedule is pretty freaking busy. What are so you're a you're a head football coach, you're a track coach, throwers, correct? Yes. You're a firefighter. Is there anything else that you do? Is there like some other? Is there more? Are you a bartender? Are you what else do you do on the side? Uh, I uh, golf. Nice. Um, and I work for the city during the summer. So. At, so and so what? Then you're also a school teacher too. What else? What what are you? What do you teach? Uh, I taught fourth grade, but I'm going to be moving to sixth grade next year. Did they force you to do that, or did you like say like? It'll be get Matt. me the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> moving the, so I don't have to do reading stuff, so they don't feel smarter than I am. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're reach, you're reaching that age territory where they're going to talk back, man. Yeah, and they know more than I do. <laughs> God damn it! Numbers uh, <laughs> calculator. <laughs> like middle schoolers are the fucking worst oh and god. so <laughs> oh my gosh that yeah. so not to like get all sidetracked and stuff but we work where our building is at is attached to the middle school in manhattan and yeah. and they use our gyms for pe and the amount of times like i just want to open up those doors and like yell at them and like not hit them that's illegal but like just like Tell them to shut the fuck up is unreal. <laughs> it's um, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, all day. Just do what? Join them on dodgeball day. Let it out. They don't even do dodgeball anymore. Like these kids are like just walking laps around the gym. Uh it's just like recess. It's it's not even structured PE anymore. It's so weird. Um I'm glad I'm glad I didn't go to school for physical education, but that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> so Brett, uh you're a you're at the ripe young age of 24 years old, um, and you you became a head. You started off as an offensive coordinator, correct? Uh, I was actually O line, D line. O line, D line. So you weren't even an OC or a DC or anything like that, no. correct? And no. then so after one season, you then moved up to the head coaching head coaching role. How like how big of a transition was that? Um, I went from sleeping at night to not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> watching little film, like watching all the film, um, it's just a lot. So, you, how many people were on the O line? Did you have in your O line crew, like O line and D line? Probably what, eight to ten, ten maybe? It's probably ten. Ten, and now you're, and now how many? So you're you're at Ellenwood, Kansas, which is 
probably what population about 2000. So you're, you're a, about a one, a school. Um, yeah. how many people on your football team now? Um, so my first year or the year before I got here, they had, I think about 22, 23 area. Um, and then the next year, the, my first year here coaching, teaching as an assistant, they had, I want to say 28, um, last year we had 36 and then like, wow, 40 signed up. So holy crap. So these numbers started to shoot up as you became, are you doing any, what are you doing differently and compared to years past? Um, nothing really big different just like showing commitment to the kids is big um watching them do things uh showing up to their stuff basketball wrestling um out in the community doing things like that's huge and just like showing that i care i think is the huge thing um yeah it's just all the kids and they're good groups too so it'll be interesting a lot of that stuff you have to kind of like jump on them like like in middle school uh do you, do you find yourself being involved in their in the middle school stuff? Well, I guess you're going to be in the middle school now teaching. That's like you're at like the prime age of like, hey, you're going to play football here in a couple of years, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they have like football stuff too, so I can always get kids to play that stuff, and that helps a lot. But no, there's really nothing I've done besides like I want to be their friend halfway, you know, so they can come to me, but also serious, so where they understand like where my line is and expectations. You know, that sounds a lot like how, so, so Brett and I, we went to college together. We were actually, we met what, probably sophomore year, middle, sophomore year. Um, and we kind of became best friends. And then we moved in together, uh, junior. Yeah. Lauren moved in with us our junior year. And then, then we had a, a buddy, Tarek, our senior year. So we, so that was, that was fun. Uh, and counselor. And Lane Couchsurf, oh my God, I miss Lane. Uh, who do you find yourself modeling your coaching style after? Um, a lot of it is probably like Coach Drinkle. And it, can you can you explain to Gavin and Sam that okay. I mean I've I've talked about Drinkle a little bit, like who he was as a person, but explain to like the people like what Drinkle was. He was like he was a hard ass. I mean, it was all expectations. This is what you're doing. This is how you do it. But then afterwards it was like, joke with you, with you, make you feel horrible about yourself. Um, but he do it for you. And yeah, that was about it. I, so, I also want to humble him every so often. Yeah. Um, do you hit your balls and shake, shake their, shake their hands? No, I don't. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, coach. I, I met first time I met Coach Drinkle. His so his desk. He had, he had his feet plopped up on his desk, sitting in his chair, and his hands were in his pants, and he was scratching his balls. And like first time I walked into his office, he's he's like, "Are you Caleb?" "Yeah, I'm Caleb." He's like, "Coach Drinkle, nice to meet you." Same freaking hand he's scratching his balls with. <laughs> Did you smell your hand afterwards, Beans, to assert dominance? Well, no, I didn't. It was one of those things where, like, you respect the guy enough to where you have to shake his hands and just don't make, just don't make it weird. Oh, uh, did you have to make it weird? Assert dominance. Yeah, I'm with Sam on this one. You gotta let yeah, him know you that just like, let, you just let your coach emasculate you with his ball ridden <laughs> handshake. You're not the only. Now he knows that he can just do whatever he wants to you. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how you coach middle schoolers as well. You let them know that you can do whatever you want to them because they're in middle school. 
<laughs> oh shit. So, so okay, Brett, I so what what level are you currently coaching at now? High school. High school. Okay. So Thank I God. I know I do have a question for you at least cuz you're I'm assuming eight man for football and we're 11. Oh, you are 11. Okay. Eight. So you have enough for that. Are you guys 3A? Are you probably 1A? One. How the fuck you get 11 players at a 1A school to play football? <laughs> How'd you pull that off? I you got know. like a full like 70 well, what? You, track roster? Well, too? no, no. You, you, <laughs> well, if you have 40 guys going out for football, what? That's like half of the male population. That's actually probably half the population of the school, isn't it? The town. No, there's probably How? a quarter. You said there were 2,000 people there, guys. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's fucking unincorporated fucking no, white beard. Sorry, sorry. Out here. All sorry. 1A schools are created the same. They all look the same. It's just general generalized to piss out of it. But okay, so you have more than 11 males that go to your school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So okay. So my question. Where you now go? Just feels there stupid. you go. Now my Where question you... now just feels stupid because I I was gonna say how many people do you score in track at track meets for one A? Do they cut it down from six that it usually is at the higher levels? No, it's the same. It's all. It same. is the same. Okay, because can you get what I'm saying is at some point like. Can you just get enough warm bodies out there that you can just start scoring points by not scratching and like getting enough people out there that you got to think about the analytics of one, a track. Here's what I'm trying to like help you out because <laughs> one, a track suffers from having a lack of bodies. So you just got to get warm bodies and throw them at track events, talent, ability, like, Ability to breathe, survive, do taxes, all of that does not matter. Completely, like, unprerequisite. You got to show up, preferably on time, because we only got one van and we're driving six hours. <laughs> I'm joking. Where the fuck are you going with this, Gavin? I'm trying to help Brett win some more track meets. It's regional week, all right? You got to get hardware. How how is track going, Brad? How many? Uh, what, how are the throwers doing? Uh, throwers are doing pretty good. Uh, we're in the toughest regionals for that, so it'll be a struggle to get the state. But we just won league last week, so it's the first time in four years, something like that. So that's good. Got fast kids. That's about it. You don't have fast throwers, though, do you? Quick. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> how, how many how many people did you <laughs> how many people did you recruit from football to do track or did or are you doing the opposite? Are you recruiting track people to go out for football? So we're like a small school, but we have tennis, which is like huge. Everybody does tennis. Wow. Football. What that's crazy? That's what? wild. That's like an old man like hobby. It's like golf. Um <laughs> Do you have a golf team? Baseball. Do you have baseball? Yeah. And what the fuck? Why are you so confused with this? This town is 2,000 people, <laughs> beans. Well, I hear 1A, and sometimes 1A schools are lucky to have basketball. Thank you. Just saying. 
that 1A just has a natural like negative is, connotation to it. Well, well there's like two divisions in 1A. It's like 1A1 and 1A2. Well, okay, which one are you, Brett? 1A football, 2A everything else. Ah, see, that explains everything. Oh, okay, all right, all right. With that. Okay. They have 2,000 people. It's like half the size of Wamigo. <laughs> uh. <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me here, Apple. Sam? <laughs> He's a, okay. I don't know why I'm taking such offense to this. I've never even heard that one. <laughs> Where is that one? It, it is like, I don't you know, know hour and a half west of McPherson down Highway 56. Oh, man, you're approaching the uh, the land of nothingness. That's that, what I said. On those okay. parts. So, here. what? how did you find this job, Brett? That's a great question. Apps. What's that? Just an online teaching thing. And then, so when you were looking at places to go to teach and you were, you knew you wanted to coach, like when we were growing up, like not growing up, but when we were, when we we're growing up in college, you know, <laughs> you know, like we, I knew you wanted to coach and I knew you wanted to be a head coach at some point. I didn't like, we both, I don't think we both knew it was going to be this fast, but you know, you know, this fast. what's that? It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you, you never anticipate to be a head coach at the age of 24. Um, that, like, what made you, like, choose this town compared to, like, other places you were looking at going? Was it the chance to be the head coach sooner? Or was it the, the, the school? Was it the town? What was it? A lot of it's the town, the people. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just where I'm from. It's a small town, like 2,000 people. And I don't know. Got a bar. Hey, there you go. What you, <laughs> what's it? What's it called? The name of the bar means matters everything in a town. What's the name hey. of that bar? What's that? The Legion. That's it. That's a I kick-ass. That's a oh, kick-ass yeah. bar. Name. American Legion. No, it's There's literally it. the American Legion. Yeah, uh, let's go. <laughs> that's a kick-ass bar. I can already remind me of Boy State. <laughs> that's a. <laughs> that's a kick-ass bar. <laughs> wow. We have a so, we have a vet here in Indy. What's that? Like just a, a bar run by the VA. <laughs> That's what. This oh, is. oh! I yeah. thought you were talking like a. I thought you were talking like a vet, like a veterinarian, and I'm like, yeah, no, nope. It's for people. <laughs> <laughs> very, very similar va- bar, probably very similar vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so with you being the head coach, Brett, what kind of offense do you run? Twenty one. Do you like twenty one personnel? Do you like twenty two personnel? Uh, what do you like? We run wishbone. What kind of personnel? What do you consider that personnel as? Like (laughs) forty-four? Like probably (laughs) forty-two. Forty-two. No, it's I I don't know. We do triple option, so so you you must have a really fast quarterback then. Uh, he's really smart. And then like my fullback, he's probably six foot two, ten. Wow. And then got some big offensive linemen. Uh, one of them's look, getting looked at right now for college. So Really? Oh, wow. And we just hired Bethel's old running back coach. Oh, they, they, they run the shit out of the wishbone, too. That's big time. So it's all this direction, downhill, old style. Do you see a lot of, do you see a lot of schools doing that now, like at 1A? A lot of um, – we'll see some spread. We play like Hutch Trinity, so it's the Catholic school over in Hutchison. They do more spread, or we'll go against some smaller schools with spread. 
Um, but most teams just do wishbone, flexbone. Yeah, it's pretty, I don't know. And then so usually you see like a wishbone offense attached to a 3-4 defense. Is that what you guys run? Uh, we run a 4-4. Oh, so you got you you stacked that box. Holy shit. Yeah, got, uh, so my safety, he's super smart. He's about 6'1", probably 180, 190. Damn, then, you got some good size. And then my two corners are like really, really, really athletic and smart. And so I have 6'2", 280. Mm-hmm. And I have fast deep, or defensive ends. And then my linebackers are just like hard nose, want to hit people, so... Uh, that that's that's what I like to hear. Uh, One of them uh, his head down, but when he hits people, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, so what is what is? Go ahead, Gavin. No, I was gonna say. So does it, a lot of the athleticism and essentially smarts that you're saying you have in the secondary allow you to stack the box and just kind of deal with what other offenses are gonna throw with you? Because I'm kind of interested how you're gonna run a wishbone at practice and practice that, and then go out on Friday night and defend a team that's coming at you with a spread that they probably don't get to see a whole lot of in practice. Yeah, it's weird. And so we have to do a lot of scout team stuff like that. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, was the other teams coming to, like, spy on your game plan here? <laughs> like... Fuck great Ben's at the door with their scout team. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Oh my god. So okay, so what does a summer look like for you, Brett? Um, we work out six god days damn. Um five days a week. So Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we're in the weight room, and then Wednesdays we go out to the field and do like tire flips, sled pulls. Stuff like that. Five days a week. Holy crap. I remember in high school, it was like three good. days a week was rough. Yep. Good yeah. for you guys. We're, we're just so out of shape. <laughs> just generally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People that and, were there before me, they never did any conditioning, didn't like care about the weight room as much. And so like there's, we're already probably four years behind as a program. So catching up. Do you, do you, do you work with the middle school too in weights? No, the middle school football coach actually does that. And they oh, actually, that's good. Which is weird. So they play eight-man in junior high. Because oh. we're in the league, and then we bump up to 11-man in high school. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, that makes – yeah. Hmm. You got less so of a player. To that, that is like how – so, like, I get this isn't the end-all, be-all, but I know, like, there's a lot of programs. Holton is just the one that comes off the dome, mainly because of the Bardas and everything. Like they're running the same shit their entire lives, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you know, you get the playbook when you're playing in Pee Wee, and you run the same playbook in middle school. You run, you run in high school. Like, how do you kind of marry the fact that like kids are growing up learning to play football in eight man, and then like having to come play eleven man, especially if you're maybe not running the same system? Yeah, it's difficult. And the coach that we've had, he's won state titles, eight man high school, and stuff like that. Um, but we have like the youth football, so like the third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, and they run kind of like my offense, like a dumbed down version of it. And then they go to eight man, and he runs somewhat of the same. He just doesn't have three of his players, so he gets rid of line. And 
So it helps out essentially. They all do the same thing. But eight man, you can all it is is speed. You can get outside, you're good to go. So yeah. then they get to high school and they can't do that. And but oh well, got to teach them different ways and new habits. I mean, it almost is a different, a legitimately a different game going from eight man football to eleven man. It's you're playing a completely different well, ball game, different it, league. You would think it might be a little bit easier for a middle schooler to understand eight man first and then jump into 11 man. Don't you think? Yeah, somewhat. Um, the problem with our eight man is they get like bad habits. And oh, so are like really good at eight man or just cause you're fast. Mm-hmm. You really think about all the other aspects of it. And so then they get in high school and it's like, Oh, well I could just run really fast around people, but now it doesn't work. Nope. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. It, it's yeah, weird. So, so okay, so now you transition from coaching football, watching film, doing all this, and then you go to uh, pretty much just throwing shit as far as you can, um, as hard as you can. Um, how, do, how do you transition – and then how do you help, I guess, probably a lot of the similar pool of athletes transition over to track season after football season ends? I still kind of use the same, I don't know what they are, coaching points. Like I'm big on technique. And so like I still coach the same way. I just have, I don't know, like you can't move on from one point until you've got one figured out. It's so like I yeah. have kids throwing and they're all on different aspects. So it's all about them wanting to either get better or I have one who I've literally said the same thing to for the last however many weeks, nine, what to do, and he still won't do it. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't what to do, but, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I don't know. Some work, some don't. That, that's kind of interesting because, like, I remember when we were in college, I know you – didn't you get recruited to be an on-the-track team too? Yeah. And you threw your freshman year, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Indoor or outdoor? Indoor. Shot okay. Threw it. <clears throat> then the Tulsa kid after me threw it like over the barrier that's supposed to stop the shot puts. <laughs> <laughs> so you are a collegiate athlete. <laughs> I competed. <laughs> I, com- I competed. <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so actually you can kind of see who's like interested in the football side of things and who's interested in the track yeah. side of things. <laughs> Gavin went to school this for track where, where my brain goes. <laughs> uh, so with that, like what made you choose football over track in college? Um, track. I just didn't have what it took to like compete when things like that. And I was kind of tired of it. Um, but football was, I don't know. That's what I've always wanted to do. I was actually mm-hmm. Westland. Um, I was actually going to go to Washburn before that, but Westland offered me football, so I took that and ran. And then, so you said you really didn't like track and you couldn't really, you know, quote unquote, do it that well. Do you think that makes you a better coach? Yeah, I think so. Because like when I I still throw at the kids sometimes, but I hurt afterwards. I always tell my girlfriend, <laughs> I just threw it today, but. Um, no, it's like, it's still fun though. Like now it is. Like I don't have to compete. Yeah. But just tell them like, well, you could do this, and I couldn't do it, or um, stuff like that. Do you do you lift with your players too? No, I'm not going to embarrass myself. 
<laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Shit. Damn. <laughs> Do you ever? But you could probably still like hit toss them. You know, you could probably still block some of them. I guys. did junior high wrestling last year. So oh, I mean, you're just tossing around a junior high kid with one arm. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not bullying or anything. No, it's all about yeah. it's coaching. <laughs> Dude, jumping them up. Do you so do you coach the O line as being the head coach right now? Yeah, so I still do O line D line. Um, do you, then, do you, I love Coach Hall, man. Do you like hit the hip, hit the hip? He's the reason I stayed at Westland. So I know I loved Coach Hall. He was he he just knew he did. I don't know if he knew any other position. I don't think he cared, but by God, he knew the O line just. It, 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 he had that. He had a, the Kansas Westland offensive line running like a machine. Like watching Pat, I, Gavin and Sam. I wish I'll have to show you video, but watching Kansas Westland offensive line work, it just looked like a machine. The way they would operate on power, Badger. Oh, not Bad. Not, not, uh, Panda is just such a beautiful fucking play. It just looked like the Dead Sea just opening up. <laughs> it really did. Like just the way, you know, the players would operate together and like the communication uh, working simultaneously and as the guard would pull and just the wham and the wrap. Oh, my God. It was just it was just perfect. Everything was so tight. It was just a beautiful offense. We called it. What's that? He cried every time we called it. Oh, my God. I think he'd be cry. I think he'd cry because he couldn't freaking talk. He'd be screaming so fucking loud. <laughs> every game he'd be hoarse. He would puke before every fucking game. Every game he would be like, he'd just be so jacked up. He'd go to the bathroom and just puke. That doesn't seem healthy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He had. To, he just had that much energy. I guess. And I and I mean that kind of like was the reason why Pruitt, I mean, what Pruitt had would average 40 carries a game and what one probably 150 a game. Yeah. What are you doing, Gavin? That much. I always walked everywhere. What's that? I always walked everywhere. I never ran. I don't know how. (laughs) Oh my God. Whenever you'd have a breakaway and then like, they, they'd uh, call hurry up and just all the offensive line are just like, give us a fucking break, man. <laughs> Every time we scored a long touchdown, I just walked to the sideline. <laughs> Brad, are you okay? I just can't breathe, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck celebrating with my team. They're the 60 yards downfield. <laughs> no, I, I love, I love, I thought the offensive line, cause I did linebackers. And then a little bit of running backs. And then la- last year I was with O-line with you, Brett. And that was probably the most fun I had. That was that was probably the best group, collective group. A good group like that, like bonding and – well, not really bonding. We always had somebody show up to our house with Taco Bell, but – Yes, that was that was always the case. Always wanted to hang out. But, no, it was a good group. It was. I mean, you pretty much have to have that on an offensive line, though, anyways. It's a cohesive unit that has to operate together. It, they live and die together because any single one of them are a weak link, then it doesn't matter. Your entire offensive line is in shambles. So, Oh, my God. Dude, Brett would not be afraid to co- – Brett was like – I mean, being a center, you have to be the captain. But whenever, like, somebody would fuck up, Brett – 
no offense, Brett, but you're as tall as I am. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm not hiding that or anything. You're not a very tall guy. But Brett would just be looking up at these guys and said, you fucked up, man. <laughs> no. It was so cool. It was, what's that? Just stating the obvious. <laughs> just stating. <laughs> No, you, you, Brett, and then uh, your senior year, you were all KCAC offensive line, right? Correct? Correct. I mean, how, like, how, how do I ask this? Like, what did, what did that mean to you? Um, I actually, like, when I got told about it, I didn't believe them. I thought it was a fluke. Um, I mean, it was, like, really, like, I don't know, down to earth. Like, I almost cried, I think, when I got told because uh, I didn't expect it to happen. I was just playing football, having fun. And never really realized like what I could be achieving, and so like it just kind of was surreal. And that was that was during COVID too. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, like all God, God, COVID was so horrible during football. And then like, how, did you guys have to go through it when you started coaching? Um, not really. Really, I mean, you're you're kind of in a small town. COVID probably wasn't really a thing. Yeah, no, no, no. It's still not here. <laughs> <laughs> Never no, quite been to the doorstep of Ellenwood, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't come into town. No. no, yeah, we had something to do with it. Like on the bus, you had to wear a mask, but that was about it. That's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, considering people had their seasons canceled, uh, <laughs> wearing your mask on a bus didn't seem too bad for a week or two. Yeah, no, it was easy. You still had a COVID year. How how hard was it to not use that COVID year? It was actually pretty easy. My body thanks me every day. Really? <laughs> yeah. You still, still got it. I'll go back when I'm older. Yeah. There you go. Be like a thir- be like a 35 year old, just like I want to go back and okay. Yeah, no shit. I would not make it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you as a as a head football coach, what do you instill more? Being meatheads or being locker room guys? Which one do you prefer more? Do you prefer somebody bullying players or do you prefer somebody leading players? Um I don't know. Do you need both? You gotta have a little bit of both. Ah, there you go. There's some kids on the team who are more of a bully because they're just bigger than other people, but then there's others who like motivate, want people to do their best. I'd rather have those. Now, I don't have a lot of vocal leaders on the team. They're more or less, they just do the right shit all the time. And so I had to have a talk with a couple. I said, you're going to have to speak up. And they, like, were not down for that. They did not want to speak. They did not want to do any of that. They just wanted to show up, do their thing, and get out. But, um, no, I think I'd rather have just not like a jackass of a vocal leader, but just like an uplifter. would be nice to have one of those. Do you have the tryhards? Um, for about the first week. Okay. <laughs> if you break them down. Yeah. Then they're gone. Uh, <laughs> Have you had anybody quit? Like what, what is that like? Um, it's not, I don't know. I want every kid to succeed, but like my big things, grades, if you're not going to have good grades then like I made a kid sit there, all practice and do his homework because you have to have your good grades. Holy so, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. Coming to practice and your coach like get your math out like that sucks. Wow, that is. Can you imagine Damn, being this? Can you imagine everybody's awful. at practice and then you're just sitting there with your homework, just 
looking at everybody else practice. That would be so humili- humiliating. Uh, that would have been awesome. We we would have bullied the shit out of that kid in high school. Being oh my god, that would have been I so. We got crucified. Half of our team probably would have been doing homework off to the side. No, no shit, though. There would have been so many fucking people doing homework on the sidelines. It had a fucking tutor so, come in. Do you have a grade requirement? What is what? Do you- uh, the school does. Okay, all right. Yeah, and then I do for a little bit, like for captains and stuff like that. So we have eligibility that's ran, and if you have an F, you don't get a play at all. But if Damn. you you can play, but for me, if you're a captain, you can't have a D. So if you're a captain, you have a D, then like you don't get to be a captain that week. I feel like they should have more on their shoulders than anybody else. Do you have any like uh I know like being a coach, you try to teach a lot of them about life. Do you ever teach these kids about taxes or anything like that? Or what 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 do you, what, do you, what do you like to teach these guys? I don't do my own taxes. Why would I have to teach them? <laughs> <laughs> No, you just give your W-2 to your dad and you'll figure it out. Yeah, no sure that's what I do sometimes. Um, no, it's just like most of it's just like life learned, I guess, like through the motions, what to do. Um, my biggest thing I do take from Drinkle is like your friends, like you're the average of your five people you're closest to. And like I instill that a lot. So um, there's a couple kids on the team who are like really damn good kids, but they hang out with the shitty kids. And so I always tell them, like, you know, you're an average of them. Like, that kid who's never eligible, always in trouble, skip stuff. I said, that's part of you. Um, and sometimes kids figure it out, and sometimes they just follow the path. And I don't know. Kind of let them do their own thing, but kind of give them advice as I go. And, and sometimes you, 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 know, sometimes go you gotta let the kids fuck up on themselves. It's the only way they'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if they're coddled forever, then we're gonna have a society of wusses. So. Adam, yeah, there you go. I, and, you know, like, I, I don't mean to keep going back to this, but do you find yourself learning as you're going? Yeah, a lot. Um, the first game, I had such bad nerves that I had it all in my pl- ideas for pregame how to do it, and we were fucking on the field like 30 minutes early. And so, <laughs> and from that, chill out, wait a little bit. Um, yeah. Then the other ones were just like what to do, like how to do things, watching other coaches, talking to other coaches. Things like that. So it's more well, and then most of it's learned because I never had a mentor doing this. Yeah. Me, and then I had a rule 10 coach and then two assistant coaches who drove over an hour for practice. So Holy shit. Jesus yeah. Christ. One lived in person and one lived in Salina. Good God. That That's one thing that when you mentioned that something I would have never thought of and may, maybe you didn't, but coaching in a small town like that, not only do you got to like handle the coaching side of things, the kids, but for lack of a better way to put it, the media side of things with the other parents, the uh, just logistics of running the program, what to say when you're talking to other coaches. Um, how did that stuff kind of surprise you? Cause that's something that I'd have, zero ability or zero like thought of how to handle starting out yeah so i was thankful my parents never like bitched or complained about anything they never called coaches they never did that stuff i had to learn my um but like being getting that first phone call from a parent like why is my kid not playing um it's like well come to practice and watch them stand there with their finger up but i don't know um (laughs) but like there's just no I don't know. There's always they're always looking for a reason why their kid's not playing as to finding a reason like what can they do to play. Yeah. Uh, 
like the media guys, the uh, guy that does the paper, him and I got pretty close. I just, he's on my huddle. So he just watches film himself and like does a write up of it. And I read it before. So I really don't have to work on that side of things. Um, but like communication's hard. I'm not very good at like posting on social media, stuff like that. So something I'll have to learn or steal from somebody. Do you ever delegate that stuff? Uh, no, I only have a coaching staff of me and then three others. Wow. So how are the rest of those roles divided up? What? How are the rest of those three roles divided up then? Um, so the one, he's a rule 10. His son's going to be a, sorry, I'm playing with this like. It's better than playing with yourself. It's all right. That was <laughs> out of the way. Um, <laughs> No, one of them's rule ten. His son is playing football. He'll be a senior this year, and he's like diehard into lifting, physicality. Uh, he's kind of like the mental guy of our team, keeps people going, and he's my punisher. So if you piss me off, you go to him. Um, nice. Yeah, bear crawls. He loves bear crawls and like crab walks and tire flips, stuff nice. like that. Um, and then the other two really were never like invested. And so it'll be interesting this year to see like who wants to do what, what they want to accomplish. And so. And I, I imagine these guys are a little bit older than, is it hard trying to be the head coach while everybody else in the room might have a little bit more experience or may have yeah. been around the block a few you know, times. Is it, is it hard? Four year old. And then the next, all the other coaches were like 42, 50 something. And the other one's almost 50. So like, I wouldn't want to listen to a kid either if I was that old. So yeah. <laughs> Barely want to listen to kids now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you talked about the Punisher. So now I really want to know, like for you personally, what's the worst shit you ever got yourself into? Because I know Beans and I watched an entire freshman class. Oh my god! Do basically a military training. For being jackasses on a way trip, do you have anything that you had to do like that, or saw anything that was like that, just for hilarity purposes? Um, my freshman year going into high school, uh, like that week before football starts, they call it whatever Hell Week, and mm-hmm. we called Vietnam. And so our practice field is probably like 150 yards, something like that, and we had to have 10 down and backs, <sighs> and it was like. Friends, whistle blows, you chop your knees, and then next whistle, you're army crawling. And then whistle and you repeat it. And so we did that over and over again. Like eight kids were puking, and like we were like 30 minutes past the time, and parents were bitching about it. And it was horrible. Ugh. Or one day we ran 2040s, and we got back from Pizza Ranch in Manhattan, and we had a contest who could eat more pizza. And yeah, none of us put it down, but. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Like a Monday. So, like, you're just supposed to show up and, like, walk through, and somebody pissed them off, and so we all had to run. Do you ever find yourself that way? Do you ever, like, just show up to practice as your piss is hot and just, like, want to put yeah. it out on? Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with, like, I was teaching fourth grade, so I had, like, 16, 10-year-olds that pissed me off. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't take it out on them, so, you know, you got these 14 to 18-year-olds that just have to take it <laughs> oh shit at least he's honest about it i mean that's the important part at the end of the day yeah it, also speaking of uh 
Go ahead. What? I was just going to say, speaking of kids being stupid, um, I help coach a uh, rec league soccer team, and some of my kids are really stupid. Um, what's the dumbest thing you've ever seen at a practice? Um, oh, we were like working on stuff. And have you seen like when somebody gets on all fours behind them and then you like throw them over? Oh, tabletop. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was having a fucking serious conversation about life and this kid just fucking toppled him. I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Like zero context. Oh, God, stupid. Yeah, zero context. They just picked on a freshman. Late. Oh. Is there a fre- Do you guys have? Not that you would condone it, but is there a freshman initiation process? God, I hope not. Okay, we so you don't. At least you don't hear about it. We had low numbers anyway. I can't scare them off. Yeah, I know when I, I know when I was a freshman. I went to Onega my freshman year. Ours was uh, getting thrown into a rodeo ring after rodeo ring after uh, after it rained and we had to play football in it, which wasn't bad. That was pretty fun, but then you kind of smelt like shit, so that was kind of the downfall. That was because you're covered in shit beans. That's probably what it was. <laughs> and then you had to clean all your stuff off, like all your football gear, like your helmets, like got mudded. Made you play in your helmet and everything too. Oh, oh yeah. That- Shoulder pads, your cleats, and everything. It was horrible. That just mm. sounds like an Onega thing, too. Well, like, the football field, the football field is right next to the rodeo arena, so like it was the easiest thing to do. Just makes sense. It because just made sense. What's that, Brett? They can't spell buffaloes, right? <laughs> I remember when I told you that I went to Onega, and you're like, they can't fucking spell buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you're a donor, but learn how to spell. <laughs> Well, you're the Buffaloes too, weren't you? Yeah, but yours had like OS, OES, OES, O apostrophe S. It was like it was all the O's. Somebody needs to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to mystique. <laughs> that's why I can't spell worth a shit. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! So. My next question is, um, you are a firefighter on the side. Correct. Do, do you ever like get scared? Like, do you ever get worried? Yeah, a lot. Really? Mm-hmm. That's volunteer, yeah. right? You don't get paid for any of that? I think it's like $5 every time I show up. Ah, it's enough for a drink. Well, yeah, but you get it like one lump sum every uh, I think. How many times have you been called in? Um, it depends. Um, probably about 40. It's so, like we go for like car wrecks. Like, oh, have you had any, have you had any serious shit yet? Or has it just been like, you know, brush fires? Yeah, mainly just brush fires. <laughs> I, I think those would be fun. I think brush fires would be the most fun ones to go to. Yeah, you're just standing on a truck. Throwing water at shit. I feel like that, that that'd be the most fun. Yeah, we have like really nice stuff here. So we have old military trucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like like red and black with like big ass tires on them and shit. And so that's what we use. Interesting. It is. Do, you, do all right. 
so with a community of about 2000 people, I'm sure it's hard to get, you know, donors and stuff like that. Do you, have you been trying to, you know, go out into the public, try to promote your football program, or do you think what you're doing speaks enough volume and have them come to you? Um, I still go to people. I mean, I have people come to me um, mm-hmm. only here in town moving and he wants the football team to do it and he'll donate. Um, we actually sold enchiladas the last two years. Uh, That's a great fucking idea. We yeah. did those. We did those freaking cards. Do you guys do those or do you just do the enchiladas? Uh, we just do enchiladas. Dude, that would have been, been a killer. But we make them. So like everything, like the meat, the cheese, all that shit. We have to do it. Um how much did we make last year? We grossed twelve thousand, thirteen thousand. Yeah. Holy shit! Start, we start selling on like one week, like on a Monday, and then in two weeks, the next weekend, like we're making it and shipping it out. Damn. What? Twenty five dollars a dozen, something like that, and They're like for real. Mathematically, we make like a dollar a enchilada. Damn. Thirteen thousand. Holy shit. That's a lot of enchiladas. Yeah, no, it was like fucking five hours of like rolling. So I don't know if you can answer this question or not. How big is the budget? Um, It all depends. Like we're a small school, so we don't have a lot. So do you get to run that or is that your AD? Uh, both both okay clear it with him before we can purchase anything anything yeah damn like you have to fill out a po order and then you have to get it signed and like approved and then then it gets ordered so like it could be like a week process before you even get something shipped what was your big what was your big like uh purchase when you first got there Were, was there anything big that you purchased or are you trying to just slowly trying to Add well, things or we need new uniforms badly. So like that's yeah. the goal for next year is to get new ones. Um, but like I have to buy new practice jerseys because we have like twenty. Um, I had kids wearing like uniforms from like the early two thousands for like fucking practice. Um, I bet those were hot. Yeah, I gave them to the little skinny kids. <laughs> 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 then, yeah, they survived. Um, like travel bags, we don't have many of those. I mean, just stupid shit like that. And then we use like the F seven helmets, and so like I'm gonna have to order more of those. And those are those are good. Those are good helmets, though. They are, but they're heavy. Really? Or had one? Yeah, they're like way heavier than the Speed Flexes. Hmm. Would you ever change out to the Speed Flexes, or do you do you like those F sevens? I made a contract with these, so it'll be probably three more years. Oh wow! You should get the vices. You should get the vices helmets. Do they still make those? Yeah, they do. Patrick Mahomes wears them. Okay, he's rich. Can I? Can little- <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you first got your speed flex because you used to have the old Riddell helmet, and, and then they- you you first got the speed flex, and you're like, dude, I can't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can hit my with my head and don't feel a thing. <laughs> I still got that thing. You oh you kept it? Yeah. I I I, I kept I, I kept one too. It's not a speed flex, but it's like 
kind of right behind that Chiefs helmet there. You're an ass. I I also have a couple jerseys. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Cut that part out. Yeah, <laughs> so the editing guy will have to check take that out. I wonder who that is. I wonder who the editing guy is. <laughs> no, that no. I'm really I'm really interested in all this stuff because, like, considering like us being roommates in college and stuff like that, and then uh, being so young, you know, you, you really you probably didn't see this coming and stuff like that. I, I just find this all this all this crap interesting. I mean, we talk about it and stuff on the side, but actually getting yeah. to talk with Gavin and Sam about it, it's real interesting. Yeah, I was like so content being an assistant coach. Like you show up, you're told what to do, you do it to your best ability and you go home. Now it's like... You have to tell people what to do. Yeah, and they don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. now that's i guess for a little little bit on myself brett i'm a uh, design engineer for an act for great plains up in salina um but i like it took me forever uh once i'd started working as you design the shit and then people come to you to ask questions and my initial reaction all the time is just like why the fuck are you asking me this like type of question like what the fuck are you thinking? And then, like, it like you know, after like a couple months of that coming out of my mouth without thinking about it, then it was like, oh, okay, like, no, I at least got to think about it. I guess I am the person you're supposed to ask this question to. And you reach far enough up your ass and you pull out an answer. But I guess that's pretty much been my. I graduated from college in May, so I'm new to this whole. You know, you start the adult world and all of a sudden just kind of get literally thrown to the wolves and just kind of figure it out as you, as you go. People expect because you're, you're the head coach. You obviously know everything about coaching. Yeah, yeah. that that's kind of been, at least from my perspective, the like, uh, I don't know, eye opening experience that really nobody knows exact exactly what's going on. Just kind of like figure it out as you go and pretend. But, yeah, it's fast. Yeah, no, I'm sure you just kind of figured out what works for you and um, mainly what works for all of the kids that uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on the day, get thrust underneath your care. But yeah. Un- unfortunately, more than not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's, a, it's a fucking rude awakening. Like there's just, I don't know, it, nothing can prepare you for it. No, no, not the slightest. Yeah, like we had a game and somebody's like, what do we do here? Go for one or go for two? And I remember saying in the microphone, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> give us your best like game, game like situation and stuff yeah. like that. Give, give us, get into some nitty gritty here. I want to hear some stories. Oh, God. Okay, so we were, was it like our second last game? We had, this kid kept running the ball back like way further than I wanted to on kick return. And so I yelled at the, in the microphone. And I said, we need to take this whatever kid off. Like, he's pissing me off. And then he goes out there and lights the kid up. And I just take my headset off. And I'm like, I'm done. I don't need to be coaching anymore. This is me wrong. Uh, that same kid came up to me week seven and asked me where the sideline was on the football field. What the fuck? Did he not? Did he just sit out in the field? What did he play the whole time, or was this a kid that just like sat the whole time and played special teams? Teams, but like he was, I don't know, he was so special. <laughs> so like he would hit you, like he would wrap up every time. I think he was, 
He was only on special teams. He had 21 tackles. Holy wow. Shit. Holy shit. Yeah. Just was, being a, was he fat? Was he a short, fat, fast guy yeah, or what? 5'3", like 5'4", five, five, like 160. Good God. But he wrestled like just because I told him it would help him in football. He does track. The other day at regional track meet, he's never ran the 300 hurdles and he ran it. And I was like, how was that? And he's like, that sucked. And I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, I have to go run the 800 now. And he just like walked <laughs> to the track right after getting off. <laughs> like, okay, you can scratch it. You don't have to run it. And then it started. And he's like, I'll run anyway. <laughs> like, oh my God. Somebody hit that kid. <laughs> there, there's got to be like a get in game scenario you got thrown into and just legitimately had no fucking idea what to do and realized that regardless, you had to make a decision and just went with your gut or just like went with something and afterwards just hate yourself for it. Like, yeah, the third game, we had – I didn't even take, like, track of, like, what down it was. And then the next thing I do, I was like, hey, we're going to run option to the right. So I call it in, and they'll just stare at me. And I was like, just fucking run the play. And then they ran it, and then the referees, like, turn over downs. And I'm like, oh, shit, let's fourth down. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for first down. That's not even for fourth down. I don't know what I was doing. Do you have a play call chart? Like, uh, It's pretty simplified. Okay, run right, run left. Um, it's like <laughs> right, like all the shit base right, and then yeah. all the and like flip for base left. Do you complicate the plays like in like in the NFL? You have you know X spread to Y W T and then stuff like that. Uh, Thirty four crossover. Like, Do you keep it simplified? Base right, like twenty four lead. That's it. Like the two back goes in the four hole. Wow. <laughs> That's we, we struggle with our colors. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got to work. Fourth grade or high school? Um, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever well, do you do you ever cuss out any officials? Um, I did one time because you're not supposed to like push the person like quarterback in there like a QB sneak. Yeah, it's like we got called on it, and then they did it. And then, like, nothing happened. So I, like, ran on the field, started yelling at him. He's like, please don't yell at me. I don't like that. And I was like, oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah, that, that guy was interesting. He was old. Maybe he just couldn't hear me, and he thought I was yelling. <laughs> so what's the lowest score? Because you run. Wishbone, slow the game down. Yeah, your scores have to be like 14 to 21. Uh, so before, the year before I was the head coach, so when I was an assistant, they ran spread. So 21 personnel. And, um, oh God, what was it? Like we lost almost every game by like 60 points. And so like this year was to like not lose by 60 points. And we didn't, which is nice. I think it was 52. Um <laughs> But, like, that was, like, our thing is, like, just slow it down, like, those kinds of things. But, yeah, the teams that we played against were, uh, I don't know, they all, like, tried to pass it. But then, like, the teams that we played that were, like, really, really good. Have you heard of Conway Springs? Can't nope. say that I have. No, uh, they have, like, multiple, like, state championships from, like, all the way to 2001, I think. And that's what they run. They run, like, the wing T. And so, like, all they do is just run the ball downhill. Like, their fullback was, like, 6'2", 240. And just ran people over. So like all they did to him was just hand it off, and then they'd wait. 
until like two seconds left, snap it, hand it off to him. But the luck. Yeah, I don't even. It's funny because like I'm on record basically in the entirety of this podcast talking shit on like the concept of running the ball and how horrible it is and you should never do it. Um, but like I feel like that's just at that like level of football. The ability to run in any offense at a high level and execute is more important than anything. So it's like if you can do that, it doesn't really matter what you're throwing out there from a strategic standpoint, as long as you're able to execute what you want at a high level. Yeah. And so, like, we had 20 plays total, which is like the same thing, but you could run it left or you could run yeah. it. And, like, that's all we, I told the kids. I said, we can't do this thing until you have these 10 things figured out. And like, our last game of the year, Caleb, you know, did you were there for Wyatt Hostriff? No, he graduated the year before I got there. So I played his team the last game of the year, and, like, my fullback had, like, 210 yards off of fullback dive. And so, yeah. So it's, like, some and other games, we can't even get the ball past the 50-yard line. Kind of flip of the coin. What was that? It just kind of the flip of a coin. Mm-hmm. Our thing was if we could get past the 50, we would score, but I don't know. Our, our punter was all state. If that makes any difference. Punts it enough hey. time. There you go. Weapon. Well, 36 punts. He averaged 43 and a half yards. Pretty good for high school. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Junior. But. Oh, my God. Caleb, are you You haven't moved. What's that? Are you breathing? No, not really. (laughs) Beach. Preview of the speech. (laughs) I hope it. I hope that Beans can move that night because I don't want to take care of him if he's drunk off his ass at his own wedding. I'll be I'll be sober. Did I tell you guys that we're going to be getting on a plane at four in the morning the next morning? Where the hell are you going? We're going on our honeymoon the very next morning. Well, I hear like Why? the best- morning, though. What's that? I hear we're supposed well, to go with you. <laughs> you're supposed to come with us? Mm-hmm. Make yeah, sure. okay. Yeah, I did remember that in the group chat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just flip the There's bill. No, no, like we were we were looking at uh cruises and so like cruises are like the cheapest thing you can do, right? It, you get your food paid for, you get your, you know, entertainment paid for and all that stuff. Literally the cheapest inter- thing you can do. And we were looking at, you know, cruises and there was one that started you know, Sunday evening, we're like, oh, that's perfect. And we're looking at flights, and there's flights at like fucking 5 a.m. It's like, motherfuck, we're going to be at a wedding, and then the next morning we're going to have to drive to Kansas City and fly out? Oh, I was pissed. Oh, you might as well just drive to Kansas City off rip. You might as well get married and just go to KC. <laughs> I, I think the plan is to tear down and then just my sister's going to drive us there. That's the plan. Oh, I just ripped the goddamn wedding to Kansas City. That's what I would have done. Like, fuck y'all. Get your ass over lot. to KC. Yeah, there we go. We'll get married in the parking lot and then get on the plane. Sign a paper. 
sure. I mean, pilots can pretty much do anything. They could probably wed you. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's all sorts of characters in airports, Beans. There's got to be a fucking priest there somewhere. I heard that the new expansion at KCI was uh, uh was a was a church, so I I think I think you can just do it there. There you well, go. Fuck. There you go. Let's just go. Go. bro. You I can wait in the terminal after the wedding for your flight, and we can go to Power and Lights. A win win. There you go. <laughs> I'll just let you guys celebrate my wedding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh shit. Well, Sam and Gavin, do you have any other questions for for Bart J Simpson? Stint? I don't. Oh, I'm I'm uh, amazed I got to talk to a uh man of so many talents of coaching and uh raising America's youth. So, I no truthfully, I've um I know Sam's already accomplished this, so I have uh it's my entirely my own negligence, but I've wanted to get into the just rec coaching and I've always kind of like enjoyed that. And the, I guess the ability to just help, help kids work with kids. And, um, I, I, my goal in life is to be the like overly competitive dad at, you know, uh, your kids games in the future. But, um, but no, I, I, I envy that. And, um, I think that that's awesome. Actually, truthfully, um, if I wouldn't have done what I'm currently doing, coaching was what I would have went into. Um, so, no, it's uh, extremely cool what you're doing, and I understand completely the uh, confused aspect of showing up to work and feeling like you have no fucking idea what you're supposed to do. But people are going to look to you for an answer anyway, so you got to pull something out your ass and give it to them. Yes. And I'm excited to uh, assist Beans in his wedding, and to the best of my ability. <laughs> I have uh, no further questions. As anyone who is watching this podcast can tell, I am exhausted. I hate my job as of today. You should I just... actually love. My, I actually like my job, but I am very tired. <laughs> just quit and do part-time coaching, Sam. It's the way. Yeah, man. I should just quit my job and make like two dollars an hour coaching. Coaching. Uh, Kids in the rec league that I be- don't know. Yeah, but, but you won, so you're. you're we haven't won. Sick. We haven't won yet. We're in the title game. There are only six teams too. <laughs> <laughs> got to start somewhere, bro. All I know is, you know, what? Once we got Anderson Rivera, you know, on our team, you know, things turned around. Beans, you have anything else? Uh, no, I appreciate Brett for coming on. Uh, you know, being being best friends in college and uh, get getting to see you go through this life. You know, pretty successful being a coach and everything. Um, I, I we can kind of see what you're doing at Ellenwood. The numbers are obviously there. Um, uh, it was kind of nice hearing hearing from your perspective on things and especially putting it out there on the Ethernet. You know. Oh yeah. Do you have any parting words for uh for the fans out there? Um, this is your like one chance to recruit on like the world's smallest platform. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really don't have anything positive to say. Uh, <laughs> Do you got something negative to say? Yeah, we'll take that. 
We take uh, any we take any form of criticism at the Flyover State Sports Show. No, I don't have anything good or bad. Add a boy. Yes, eat right in the middle. Didn't screw up this way or that way. <laughs> well, someone <laughs> give us the last word so I can go to bed. <laughs> you're the one that gives us the last word, Sam. You're the only, you're the one that the is. Last word, bro. I give it. I give the outro. I never give it a last word. Nah, it's okay. I'm gonna steal this shit because I gotta go. My to get my dog going out for a run because she's been eating my ass the last hour here. So <laughs> you've been eating your ass. <laughs> and with that, it has been a great time here with Brett. Brett, I love uh, looking forward to you seeing you here for hopefully seeing you in person for beans. Um, everything involving Beans' wedding here soon. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know what we're planning for our next episode. We're going to plan that in our group chat at some point, probably, maybe, after Sam takes a nap. And with Bro, that... going to take a fucking long-ass nap. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, taken over Sam's job because he's incapacitated. I'm Gavin That's Alexander. That's I I'm still, I'm still in control, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, share, subscribe. Ellen Wood to the top. Deuces.